Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, John Schwab here from Curtain Call, and welcome to episode 142 of the Curtain Call Theater Podcast, the podcast that brings you backstage as close as you possibly can be, often while the shows are actually happening, to meet the people that make that theater happen. Just a quick reminder that you can download and subscribe to the podcast from the Apple Podcast app or from iTunes, that way your feed will be automatically updated when we release podcasts. You can also listen to us on many other streaming services such as Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, all kinds. Please rate and review it, uh, that is our podcast, if you have a spare 30 seconds and help us reach more theater lovers out there around the globe. We're in the middle of posting episodes of our Come From Away podcast, Welcome to the Rock, so uh, make sure you go back and listen to them on this feed if you haven't yet. It's a great series, and we are super, super proud of it. But today is another episode, the first of the year, of the Curtain Call Theater podcast. I have known this week's guest for a long time long time and I've had the pleasure of directing her in a sketch comedy uh, pilot where I can guarantee that I ruined many a take by laughing behind the camera. Roz Blessed has been treading the boards around the country for a couple of decades, she won't mind me saying that, uh, following in her parents' footsteps. She's recently stepped into the shoes of the playwright but has brought along her parents, that's her dad Brian Blessed as executive producer and her mom Hildegard Neal as a fellow cast member. The Delights of Dogs and the Problems of People and Lullabies for the Lost will be performed in rep. So there's two two, uh, plays that she's written that are going to be in rep. And they're going to be throughout January at the Old Red Lion Theater. Uh, Now, the fantastic director, Zoe Ford Burnett, is taking the reins of the production. And she is always, always, always brilliant. And so it promises to be nights of soul-searching and much, much laughter. You will cry. You will cry. But you will also have a good laugh. Now, I sat down with Roz at Above the Arts Cabaret Club to talk to her about her two plays, uh, talk to her about mental health and our love of dogs. I mean, what else can I say? And boy, do we love our dogs. Here's our chat. Roz, blessed. Hello. Listen, let's let's just do a you know full disclosure. We've known each other for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Um, and uh, but this is, you know, I guess we f- follow each other's careers almost by far. The, the good, great thing about Facebook mm. and social media and all that stuff, we know what each other's doing. Yes. But the bad thing about Facebook and social media is that we kind of feel that we know what you're that doing. That it's covered. That it's covered. So that yeah. we know. We go, congratulations, well done. So exactly. you know, if I've been shit. And mm. not going to see you in things, you know. Well, let's, let's just right air back it out at now, you. you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
so um, but let's let's talk about like we're talking we're talking today um, because you have two new plays coming out or is it is it one play well, that's a series of plays like because it's I know there's two titles there are two titles so one which is lengthy yes which was uh, which was a good idea until I realized how many times I'd have to write it down and how I deeply regret <laughs> and, and, and get it in italics you know because <laughs> we used to <laughs> Um, yes, well, the, the, the lengthier title yeah. play, The Delights of Dogs, yeah. which we are familiar yes. with, sorry, I shouldn't split it up. The Delights of Dogs and the Problems of People mm-hmm. is the full title on that one. Now, that one has had some evolution over the years, though this is a, a brand new production of it with a new director, new set design. The only things that remain the same are the cast, yeah. which is... Myself. You and, and your Dun- mama? And, no, this is Duncan Wilkins, Duncan Wilkins. In, in, this, okay. in this instance. Um, and uh, the second one is Lullabies for the Lost. Right. Um, which does have my mama in it. Yes, my okay, all right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yes, so the, uh, uh, they, are, they are different plays, but, uh, but complementary. Okay. Um, they have, they're both deal with challenging subject matter mm-hmm. and go into the dark places but well great shouldn't theatre do that well I would, like, I would you know, say you know, so I mean it doesn't have to it doesn't have to but oh, it's, it's good compulsory yeah. but um, I tend to feel it's good to get into the juice of, yeah. of life yeah um, and they're also but they're also uh, sort of comedies as well so mm-hmm. I, I don't know I, I look at them as comedies and people yeah. tell me they're harrowing <laughs> so I guess you know make a choice <laughs> yes <laughs> Well, that's great, though. Yeah. Like, listen, I, I'd rather, I'd far rather kind of go into a theater piece and go, well, that's made me think, than come out going, eh. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. yes. I mean, yeah. I, I, I hope so. Um, so, so, listen, take me back. What mm. made you, I've known you as, you know, an actor. and you Yes, know, indeed. I actually got to direct you once. You, you know, did which get is, to direct well, me. a few days, but <laughs> once. Uh, but, um, you know, what made you um, go, well, God, what a stupid so, question. So, you know, so what, was yeah, you know well, what was the compulsion? Yeah, What was the compulsion? I think... Um, well, sort of, sort of throw back to when I was uh, a foolish youth at <laughs> university. I was very foolish, um, and uh, well, part of our course was to was was to write a five minute play, and I did, and it was awful. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it was just. I think I was trying to be the, the the new Beckett, but you know, but extra political as well, and <clears throat> right. all the poetry in there. So basically, every line was trying to do about ten things. It was absolutely unactable. It was a mess. It was an absolute mess. So I just went, well, you know, I, I can't write. So enough. We'll put that on the on the back burner. Right. And then, funnily enough, uh, the, the the thing that uh, you got to direct me in, yeah. um, started working. Taking part in sketch shows yeah. and then occasionally starting to throw in a sketch of my own and realizing I really quite enjoyed uh, yeah. writing. But obviously, these were, you know, yeah. it was a s- silliness. I love Sil- Silliness. Um, <laughs> oh gosh, yes. Uh, I'm all for silliness. Um, and, th- and also, I think what, what happened at the same time is I got older. Yeah. One does. You know, that, that happens and you know, life experience comes and you suddenly have something to write about and I think that was that was the thing so once I'd, I'd well, you know I'd sort of tried out the the writing with with the sketch shows and realized that you know I could reach an audience that way then I wanted to do something of of my own and write yeah. something that I found was important to me so that's when I started to write play plays play plays 
place. <laughs> <laughs> but bringing, uh, but I think that you know, starting in in sketch uh, comedy was helpful to bring that humour in because I never wanted to lecture in in my shows. Just yeah. even though the subject matter <clears throat> is, is is hefty, uh, if you don't have the comedy in there, I think you yeah. can, you can run the risk of being quite preachy yeah. or I would I would switch off yeah we'll get mired down yeah, yeah if you just, get, just bombarded yeah. over though some yeah. people do that brilliantly yeah. I however can't yeah <laughs> I need to well but I that's what you sick. know I mean mm. obviously you're a funny 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 person you know and I've um, you know in performing as well like you just you have one of the best poker faces in the business <laughs> like you literally say the most absurd things with a straight face it's brilliant but, I mean so you write you know write what you know bring that experience into it I mean yes. do, so would you say that for people that haven't done mm. the, the, the writing like just to, to be able to have done an exercise of write a five minute play just to have done it going, you know what I'm going to get this out even though it's crap I'm just going to put something down and I then I've broken that you know, wall down that little tiny, or taking a few bricks out of the wall. I think it's brilliant. I have to say, it doesn't. You don't have to stick it on a stage if you if you don't feel you want to, or that you're ready. What I found on the delight of dogs and the problems of people, yeah. which was the first one, which evolved over several years, but it's about uh, my experiences. Mm-hmm. Though it's an amalgamation yeah. and with fiction in there as well, but my experiences of being in abusive relationships, of which I have had more than one, right. in different ways, this concentrates more on psychological, the psychological side. It's, mm-hmm. it's not very violent. But I never forgave myself for continuing to find myself in the same patterns. And I was thinking, you know, what was wrong with me? I must be weak, yeah. I must be wrong, there must <clears throat> be something amiss there. And having written it down and then sort of studied it then as an actor study Mm. again it sort of puts it at two removes and you can look at things much more objectively and it it enabled me to forgive myself for for a lot of the the stuff that I've done over the years Um, I always found it easier to forgive partners Mm. and see their point of view and see where they come from but I'd found it very difficult to forgive myself Mm. Um, I mean, just segueing off here a bit. That's also okay. something I wanted to, to to put into the delights of dogs. Is it's it's not about a, like a monster and a victim. Mm. It's about how easily life can take the wrong turn. We're we're fragile emotionally and mentally, and sure. it's <clears throat> it's very easy for quite nice people to end up quagmired in something really very wrong and. And of course. Dark. Well, it's we fight and strive for the easiest way out of something. If it means people pleasing, to mm. to make sure that your day gets over quicker, or you sure. know that it stops a fight quicker, and mm. and nature abhors a void. Like if there's a void of any emotion, void, we will fill it. Mm. We will like as human beings. Well, well, I'll I'll throw extra emotion into it for you that don't you, well, you don't have any let me throw some in there for you and yeah. that's, ex- that's freaking exhausting <laughs> you know and uh but I, I think that's you found a way to channel it like which i completely admire Ross. i think that it's amazing because it's also you know with you 
you know, reading um, what we got through about the plays and, you know, Lullabies for Lost and, and <laughs> Problems with People, you know, the delight yeah. of dog problems, <laughs> it's kind of go, yeah, okay, you know, everyone's touched by mental illness in some way or the other. Everyone is. Mm. So it takes real courage to kind of, you know, to get through that. And, you know, I would say courage is not the absence of fear. It's, you know, the, the embracing of faith that you have something that people need to hear and you go with it. You know, you've done this, but mm -hmm. what was the impetus to kind of get it out there? Like, so you've, you've well, done it. Well, it, uh, I, I found having put on just for, for s small invited audience hmm. that it touched people and they were inclined to then tell me their stories afterwards. I remember with Delight of Dogs, this woman coming up to me in tears afterwards um, and saying, you've, you've opened a door that I had shut for 25 years. Amazing. And I, that is the, I think that is the point, and not just people who had found themselves in the more of the, well, for want of a better word, victim role, but also people who said, I was, I was abusive, I mm. see it now, I, 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 and thank you for not making us out to be some sort of evil. Mm. When I realised it was making a difference to people when they were opening up about things, starting to reevaluate what had happened to them and feel better and less alone, I was like, ah, now I think I have a responsibility to get this right and I think I have a responsibility to get this out to more people because if it's helping, what, 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 what do we yeah, want to do? Yeah. That's the point, yeah. isn't it? I mean, that's totally the point. And it was the same with uh, Lullabies for the Lost. I was, oh, what can I write about now? What else do I know about? Oh, mental health. <laughs> Oh, I've got a bundle in my bag for that. I've had it all, babes. I've done them all. So, you yeah. know, and I can't be the, and it transpires very much not the only one. Mm. And within Lullabies for the Lost, there are, there's more. In, in Delight of Dogs, there's two characters. In yeah. Lullabies for the Lost, there's actually nine, but eight uh, people who are telling their struggles. Oh, wow. So but there's only two of you in it, right? No, in, in Lullabies for yeah. Lost, there's a, there's a cast of nine. Okay, got you. All right. Okay. <laughs> a wonderful cast of nine. Wonderful. I love you all. You're absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Um, so that's looking at very that looking at different things. So we, we get through we get through a, a ton there. Wow. So we have uh, social anxiety, which I think almost everyone can relate to to a certain extent. It, if if there is nothing else in the play, you will understand what it is to be facing having to go out tonight and just desperately not being able to really, mm. really, and what can I say and what can I do and what can have happened this time? And yeah. then there's uh, obviously looking at depression, yeah. self-harm. There's a couple of people with eating disorders of different kinds. I'll come back to that. Um, and most of these, most of the, uh, some panic attacks, mm. most of these are based on things that I have right. uh, personally experienced, which sounds like a lot, you know, how do you get out the front door? But do you know what, they, they come in a bundle. They, yeah. they do tend to, yeah. if you get one, you, you tend yeah. to get the others. They, they're magnets, they, they tend are. to, yeah. <laughs> but two of, them, two of them really were not my stories uh, for a change. And one was a story that a close friend told me about when she miscarried and mm. her experience of that and how, for a start, 
we just still not that one doesn't get talked about it a great deal yeah and I, I feel like it should and it's also or, or was at the time almost brushed under the carpet saying oh it's Oh, it's very common. It happens all the time, yeah. That oh, well, it doesn't thing. happen yeah. all the time. I know, but that's to what they say. exactly, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you know, that's that's one I wanted to to study. So there's a there's a beautiful character there who the the the, the miscarriage was a catalyst for her keeping things mm. and make and things become precious and they shouldn't be thrown away. And so she ends up as a hoard with a house full of stuff, even though she is herself very successful, out at work. Mm. Yeah, um, but in her own home, she's yeah. surrounded by things. Right, yeah. she doesn't want to give anything away. And uh, the other uh, story, which I just I had to t- I I had to tell. I ran into a friend of mine from school, um, and I remember whispers in the schoolyard about this girl being having anorexia. Right. And I was like, oh no, you guys are just chatting because you met him. Yeah. Um, but uh, actually, she, it transpired she did have a, a problem from quite a young age and was still, and she's my age now, I'm now 44, 44 <laughs> years old, I don't care. Um, and sh- she had suffered with anorexia the whole time yeah. and had been, in, uh, had been sectioned over and over and same cycle of going into this ward, there not being any therapy. It's money, I believe this is money Um, and just eating to get out again and starting the cycle over and over and over and the story that she told me about the conditions in this uh, eating disorder unit blew my mind it sounded like uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, mm. plus, 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 in a haunted forest a hundred <laughs> years ago. I mean, and it's not. It's right on the doorstep, mm. and it's now. Uh, I, 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 so one of the stories is just a day in the life there, and uh, and it speaks for pretty much speaks for itself. I said to her, "Do you do you mind if I tell this story?" Yeah. She was like. Please, oh, wow. please do. Yeah. So we sat like we are now. Yeah, got my little microphone out, yeah. and she just, just told me. Yeah, what went on? How how wonderfully cathartic though to be able to mm. do this for your friends. It's not why you're doing it, but you're doing it because you need to tell a story. Mm. And um, you know the support that you've had in getting it on stage as well has been pretty good. You, uh, uh, is your is your dad exec producing or something like that? He so, is. He and your is. mom is in one of the plays, yes, and yes. and so your friends have helped you out with the stories. I mean, this is an incredible oh. amount of support. Oh, absolutely. Because it, we know what it takes to put on mm. a production. It's oh. not. It's no joke. It, no, no, it's no joke. It's horrible. Why? You know why anybody would want to do this? You know, but we need to do this, obviously. So, um, just tell me a little bit about the support, Roz. Uh, well, I mean, it was it was it was really wonderful. My parents have always been very supportive of my writing, but it's always been just my thing. It's been something that I had separate, and uh, especially with big my dad's Brian Blessed. Mm. If anyone hasn't uh, clinked that, so Brian Blessed, big big oh yes. You can tell. We're both very loud. Uh, I've been in a voiceover booth with your dad. <laughs> My ears are still ringing. Mm. But I'd always artistically put a distance between me and yeah. my father because I I just wanted to, you know, prove that my own, my yeah. own person. Yeah, and course. I know the second you do something with your family, 
nepotism gets bandied around, and I know that I'm inviting some criticism here by by bringing my father on board. But I just thought, you know, once again, I'm 44, 44 <laughs> years old, and I care less. I just do. Yeah. I care less. But I mean, what, let people say it, what they want. Uh, yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. It what doesn't is, matter. What does my pride matter compared to? I know it'll help me yeah. reach more people. More people will see it. More people will feel better. So sod it. Yeah. So sod it. Bring it on uh, on board. My dad came to watch one of the very first uh, workings of um, Lullabies for the Lost, uh, which is the mental health mm. uh, play. <coughs> and he, I don't know, it just got him. We have his 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 mother without going into too much detail, uh, mm. suffered really terrible things. Okay. Um, so, and which he witnessed in, in, in his life. So, he's familiar with um, the issues of, 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 of mental health. Yeah. And he himself, as a, as a young man, went through a, a breakdown. Yeah. He knows what it's like to really, to really struggle. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, I wouldn't say he was the sanest man on the planet anyway. I mean, I think that's pretty <laughs> obvious. Um, but he's a wonderful man. Yes. Wonderful, wonderful yes, yes, and yes. Uh, inventive man. And, and he just wanted to, he wanted to help. He wanted to get involved. He actually wanted to direct it. And I went, I... <laughs> Too close. I had Too close. <laughs> oh, so I have, a, I yeah. already had a wonderful yeah. director. Yeah. And I... Um, yeah, but, that, but how fantastic, though. Yeah, it's like, been wonderful. You know. So he just... He's wanted to, so he's wanted to get involved. He's been terribly there, terribly supportive. Uh, he came to all the previews. Yeah. He gets involved. He's uh, loves my cast. Been using. He's been poaching my cast for his really? own productions. Nice. Though I have to say, I poached one of his. Good. Um, good. Well, there you go. So it's it's been really wonderful to have him involved and genuinely you know, to have someone deeply interested yeah. in what you're doing. I mean, it's, it's we want that it's as a that, child. Of course, it's so I, you know, I, I think like anyone that cries nepotism or cries is just mm. um, who hasn't relied on their family in a time of need, in it, whether it be in work or life mm. or whatever. But um, if you have the opportunity for someone to help you out and they just happen mm. to be, you know, your dad can open doors or not. You know, sure. your mom could open doors or not. You can open doors mm. or not. Like, it, it just depends on what you're looking for. What and I think I would love for the opportunity to act with my brother, you know, to, to, yeah. have, to sing with my dad, you know. Yes. Oh my God, I would love that. Um, and, exactly, and, and life is short and yes, it goes by. Of course, of course. Take, I now take these opportunities. If I want to work with my parents, yeah. why wouldn't I? I look back and regret it if I didn't. Exactly. And speaking of which, so my mother is, I wanted, in the in the previews with Alibis for the Lost, I felt like I left things on a very negative note. I was saying, mm. well, there are these dark places and there are these dark challenges, but I wasn't really offering any solutions. So mm. I was just sending people out like, and there you go, good night. Have a lovely Christmas. <laughs> um, so I wanted to bring, because I myself have improved vastly with, with the problems that I yeah. have, and I know that it is possible. Um, so I wanted to have a voice of, um, voice of reason in there and voice of hope. Uh, and uh, who better than my mother? Who better than my mother indeed? Uh, she, she's the most superb mm. actress. I, I, I can't even begin to tell you. So having her on board to speak uh, speaking words of wisdom as they say mm. is 
an absolute it's an absolute honor so I just brilliant yeah. <laughs> so tell, tell me where when what you know wh- wh- where can we see it and, and well it is going <laughs> to be on at the old Red Lion Theatre Islington and they're great theatre people so they are lovely and they're so yeah. supportive and really properly interested yeah. in in the arts and helping people and yeah, you know they they they're so supportive. Couldn't couldn't be more on board, which, yeah. I, which I which I love. So and then it's and they and the plays are running in rep, sort of nightly rep, and, okay. and uh, from the seventh of January to the first of February. And uh, there we are. So on on a Saturday Amazing. they'll be they'll be both. So if you want to come along on a Saturday, you can see them both. Nice. Uh, otherwise, they're on. You can catch them on alternate nights. Excellent. Okay. Now, I don't think we can possibly finish this without talking about yes. the dog oh element. Oh, gosh. L- listen, I think we should end this podcast talking yes. about dogs. Uh, <laughs> you know, we both, we love our doggies. We love we our love doggies. We love our doggies. I, you know, recently, only, well, less than three years ago, got my first dog that I had since mm. I was 17. So it's been... 30 years. I'm 47. Let's talk about and I spent I spent 30 <laughs> years, you know, plus without a dog, having grown I up with a dog. Yeah. And never not having a dog. Mm, mm. You know, my first memories of, you know, my first my first dog that I can remember you know, just wanting kind of whiskey and and mm. and lovely my I had a dog called Sandy that you know, we li- we are military uh, family, so we we're going to have to we couldn't take our dog overseas. We couldn't take the dog, so mm. we took Sandy away to to not to, to get put down. Oh no! Obviously, no, to not. get to get re- and she broke out and ran. She found her way back to us. Like oh. A month later, we heard scratching at the door, and it oh. was our dog. My dad said, "Well, the, we That's can't. It. We can't. Not, That's uh, it. You know." Um, t- so we mm. love our doggies. Yeah. What what. I know mm. how much you love doggies, <laughs> so let, let's talk about the doggy element. Well, the, I mean, the truth of it <clears throat> is, um, the the whole thing, Delight of Dogs and Promise People, started from the, the, the genesis of an idea from just a short piece of this woman eulogizing by a small grave, at just breaking down and giving the most beautiful speech about this creature that had died, which you... Yeah. Assume initially is maybe her child. Yeah. Or, oh, what the hell's happened here? And then you realise that she's talking about her dog, Ugh. and that was how this all started. But then what the dogs became in both the pieces mm. is the support when you are suffering, when you are de- so depressed you can't get out of bed or do anything. Your dog will get you mm. out of bed. Your dog will get you out of bed because a you have to. You have to look after that dog, you have to get up, you have to walk it, you have to feed it, because they need you. And the payoff is when you cry, or even when, like, I have a staffy who is, what I call him, he's the empath. (laughs) Yes, they are. And I swear he can smell it. I think they probably can yeah, smell it. They can smell it. So if, I, if I'm down, he will find me. He will come and he will spoon me <laughs> until I just can't not feel better. Yeah. So in the, in the Delights of Dogs and the Problems of People, the title comes from the difference between the, the, the pure, uncomplicated, supportive love that you get from a dog who will 
every morning I get up, he sings a song and tap dances because he's so excited that I'm awake and alive again. <laughs> and then the the, the 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 difficult paths we can take yeah. ourselves down with other <clears throat> with other human beings mm. and just the contrast of that. And in Lullabies for the Lost, alongside my mother's voice of reason, yeah. there is also a character that manages to pull themselves out of their personal hell by adopting a dog, a Staffy again, because yeah. I am flying the flag for those guys. Yeah, I love Staffies. <laughs> and he, he brings himself out of, of, of his needs by looking after this dog and this dog taking him out and yeah. showing him, taking his energy outwards rather than forever spiraling inwards. There you go. Ross. <laughs> oh. Thing is, I know that I'll weep like a beaten child when I come to see these plays. I'm but so. I'm looking forward to, to seeing it. And I'm well done. And I'm so proud of you. I'm so, so, so proud of you. And guys, go and see Roz because she's incredible. Uh, I know you're an incredible actor. I cannot wait to see how incredible you are at playwriting as well. Yeah. So lovely to see lovely. you. <laughs> Roz Blessed, actor and playwright. And I will give you details on how and where to see her at the end of the podcast. But before I go, a few housekeeping notes. If you are a theater professional, head on over to curtaincallonline.com and sign up for a free profile page. All you have to do is create an account with an email address, make up a cool password, and away you go. You can follow us on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, at Curtain Call. That's Curtain Call on one word. And you can follow me at John Schwab, J-O-H-N-S-C-H-W-A-B. We'd love to hear from you if you have any suggestions or feedback for the podcast. Get in touch with us via any of the social media platforms I just mentioned, or you can write to me personally at john at curtaincallonline.com. It just leaves me to say a huge thank you to Roz Blessed. You can catch the delights of dogs and the problems of people, as well as lullabies for the lost, at the Old Red Lion Theatre in Islington until the 1st of February. The plays run and rep every other night, but you can catch both on a Saturday. Thanks for listening to the Curtain Call Theatre Podcast. Remember to catch our series, Welcome to the Rock, which you can also find on this feed, and I will catch you all next week. Bye. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There is enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.